Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Grains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Um, hello, everybody. We are having a good week, uh, right? It's a good week. Are we having a good week? I'm having so. a good week. Okay. And the mysterious L. Wagwan, homies, I'm back. It's He's me. Back. I'm back from my music festival. Who'd you see? Nostalgia Tings. Uh, okay, so now, now that now that it's done and dusted, I don't have to worry about any creepos showing up to it uh, to harass me potentially because we have a powerful reach. Oh, uh, I get back from a from a music festival called Nagfest that happened in our nation's capital this past weekend. Oh, so did you storm fun. it? Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, me and me and like 25,000 other nerds uh, stormed the DC area to listen to video game music and get uh, drunk, sometimes dangerously so. Not me, but there's always a few people where you're just like, wow, they're like <laughs> frat boy party race wasted right now. And that's not good. For instance, like a, guy in a, a guy in a, uh, well, I didn't want to say that because I think that some people take offense to that term now. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. But yep. Yeah, I dude, apologize. Yeah, I'm you, sorry. You, hey, uh, you know what? Your exasperation, I th- I feel like you were allowed to express it, and I am not supposed <laughs> to. So I'm just like, dude, I'm on board with getting rid of that phrase. I never liked that phrase to begin with. It certainly doesn't perfectly describe a thing. He said the <laughs> teeth. Um, okay, but yeah, some dude came up to me in like a fucking blue slash purple dragon suit, and he just had a big gallon of like blue slash purple dragon liquid. He just came up to a chunk of juice. And I was oh, like, no. okay. 
and then I had some of his jungle juice. <laughs> uh, was it he, good? He, was it uh, spiked? Yeah, it, it was actually pretty pretty decent. You know, it was like, yeah, it was like fruit, fr- some sort of fruit flavor, the way you would expect jungle juice to be. Anyway, to answer your question, I didn't really get to see a ton of music performances because I was doing other shit, but uh, I saw Samus, who is a uh, rapper, and she uh, always does like a, like she really vibes with the audience and like like pretty frequently just like start like has meltdowns on on the stage, which sounds like a gimmick or anything. But it's we just love like, real people. Yeah, she's know? like really about that life and shit. And then I I saw the Proto Men, who are a uh, Mega Man inspired uh, rock opera. And I've seen them many, many times at, over the course of like 13 years. And over the course of 13 years, I have seen them go from being like good mus- musicians to being like really good musicians. Uh, so it like really tickles me, Pig, that all these songs that I've that I've noted, I've been singing along with them to for like over a decade now, are about Mega Man. <laughs> Like, like Mega Man is like a post dystopian, like fucking future wasteland. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really wild stuff. Uh, yeah, Magfest is a great time. Uh, I've been to it many times, and uh, it, it's it's always a lot of fun. But it's one of those things where it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, provided that you don't mind being around thousands of drunk people, like shoulder to shoulder nerd nonsense, like people in big fucking costumes blocking hallways and taking photos and shit. <laughs> like it's a it, lot. Like, uh, th- there's some of my friends that I uh, need to warn who are just like interested in maybe going that I need to warn and just be like, look, it's a good time, but I don't think it's for you, mate. I think you're going to hate it because I think you're, you hate people <laughs> and it's like all people and they're not exactly behaving their best because a lot of them are fucked up. <laughs> so <laughs> It's a That's... good time, but it's an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely not for like, you know, it's just not for all my friends. Although I did get to party with uh, one of one of the boys who listens to the show? Uh, the, the last time, the last time I told an anecdote about the about about this boy on the show, I left his name out of it, and then he was just like, "You didn't name me." So I'll say a uh, shout out to Jay, who I hung out with this weekend. Shout out Jay, uh, long time listener to the show, uh, personal friend of mine, uh, good dude all around. Uh, he uh, was interested in joining us for a, a single night of this debauchery, and uh, we took him out. We showed him the Danny DeVito shrine and all the other stuff. So uh, yeah, shout out to Jay. It was nice to see him. He uh, said that he loved the show, but he also uh, got to interrogate Sarge, who was also there, uh, as to why he was not on the show anymore, <laughs> which was great. He was just like, what the fuck happened to you, bud? Oh, he's not a Haley fan? He's a Sarge fan? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, he started off, he was, he at the very least, he started off by laying the track to avoid that question by saying that he still loved the show, but he was just like, Sarge, I've been listening to But that new time. bitch sucks. No, I'm just like, kidding. You were there for three years, then you just vanished, and they never really talked about why. So what's up? So we told them exactly. I'm why. kidding. It's just like I'm work kidding. commitment. <laughs> work <laughs> commitment. That that was the real reason. That was it. It was like you got a new job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, so uh, on the other side of things, because L had like the good times happen. I actually had a hilarious commercial pop up in my field of vision uh, yesterday, where. Um, I got to see that Jeff Dunham, mortal enemy of the podcast, it has a new co- has a new comedy tour oh, no. called Jeff Dunham, still not canceled. And I was like, oh my god! What's He's he making fun of Jews now? What'd you say? I said, what is he going to make fun of Jewish people now? What's his latest? <laughs> what's his latest racist puppet? Yeah, I, I have to imagine yes. every time. 
I have, to, I have to imagine that every time he goes on a tour, he, inter- he has to introduce a, a new racist puppet. Ooh, or maybe maybe like a trans puppet this time around. Oh, I bet, I bet, no. I bet he could really get some mileage out of that. <laughs> you are so guy. right. It's going to be a it's going to be an anti-trans puppet bit. <laughs> yeah, that, but, but that, that, that's even assuming that he's still making new puppets. He could just be coasting on the fucking racist puppets that he's had the whole time. It'll be Ahmed. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just put a bow on her like, like yeah. Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> but of course of course that guy's coming back dude donald trump is still like in contention for being president of the united states again like, he is gonna be uh the nominee definitely so a, lar- that- a large portion of our country sucks and are real dumb and their taste is fucking horrible both <laughs> in like their, their moral choices and their pop media choices like they just kind of suck across the board what I'm really enjoying in in that sphere of things is watching them just seed everything that is good in America to the libs. It's so weird. Like, you would think that football, the ultra-masculine, brutal sport that, that like, liberals should not enjoy it and conservatives should be like, yeah, it's literally like a simulation of war on the field. And now the conservatives are just giving us football. They're just like, ooh, football. This this Travis Kelsey guy is dating Taylor Swift and getting vaccinated. Football sucks. Boo, football. <laughs> and it's like, you want to give us the po- most popular sport in America and you want to make like this guy who's literally just a random Midwestern meathead who happens to be a like Greek god Adonis of a human being who's now dating Taylor Swift. You want to make him our champion? Fine. Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm in. I am okay with it. <laughs> also, also fuck, fuck most popular in America. I'm sure that overall it's still the most profitable league in the world. Like, I want to <laughs> say that it's like number one on the list of profitability, which even if Republicans didn't care about anything else, you do think that they, like, as capitalists, they would fucking really care about what the most profitable thing is. Oh, that, that's what I love. They're all just like, oh, the NFL's falling apart. Go woke, go broke. And it's like literally every year the NFL signs some new streaming deal or content package for $11 trillion. It's just, yeah, the NFL's really hurting for money. Like when they when they put those end racism slogans in the back of the end zone, that was the death of the NFL. They're not making money hand over fist every single day. Yeah. And also it's like, well, I mean, we're dealing with people who at the top that just like can't understand why they're fucking African-American, like Latinx fucking like other marginalized group, like players are just like, yeah, dude, we support like anti-racism, you know, like let's fucking, I want to make my voice heard battling this cause because it turns out that like it affected me literally my entire life. And they're just like, shut up and just play the football. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. That's proving your point. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, the new Patriots head coach, Gerard Mayo, who happens to be African-American, at his introductory press conference, like someone was like, yo, Gerard Mayo, what's your take on racism? And he's like, it sucks, and I've lived through it, and it's a real thing that I've dealt with. What's your take on racism? It's I love stuck. it. It's so fun. It's great. <laughs> so, some of the best years of my life were all of them, when I was hated for the color of my skin. <laughs> And it, like literally Fox News and a bunch and all the right wingers were like Patriots hire woke coach. Like it's just like <laughs> Yep. It's like, oh he's god. Like, like I they, they, Yeah, Fox, he's all about that DEI or whatever their yes. fucking dog like fucking crazy dog whistle buzzword is. Yeah. Oh man. I I, I, I I didn't even know what I had to look up what it stood for. I was like, what? Like I'm not even on the cutting edge of what they hate anymore. What's wrong with me? <laughs> yep. 
That's not fine. That's not fine. I blame QAnon for that. This is Q, this is real about QAnon, and if I'm behind the times, it's because QAnon's behind the fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> you and the QAnon. You're, you're yeah. useful for exactly one thing, like alerting me to what conservatives are supposed to be hating at their most crazed. Yeah. God. Speaking of which, it's probably yeah. time to get into the actual show proper. So let's get in to our amuse-a-bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. I like our first boosh because it sounds like a comic. Dom saves the mole kids. <laughs> who the hell is Dom and who the hell are the mole kids? <laughs> Some McCree, nothing yeah. like that pedo uh, posting fuck, right? Yeah. That's a good way to start the show. Yep, Dom Lucree, <laughs> who is a right wing grifter, who I, it's like it's like so weird who gets like the push in conservative media. It, it, this is very much like pro wrestling, where a new guy shows up and you're wondering, hey, is this guy any good? And suddenly the company just has him winning all his matches. And the next thing you know, he's holding the secondary title and he's talking shit about the world champion. And you're like, bro, this guy's been around for like four months. Why Why are you making such a big deal out of him? But this, this Dom Lucre guy who literally just came out of nowhere posted child porn on Twitter, got his account suspended, and Elon Musk personally intervened to reopen his account, to, to let him keep it, which, it's like, why is Elon invested in this guy? Why is this guy, like, the new hotness in right-wing conservative grifto spheres? Okay, I hate that I have to ask this question, but, uh, like, the offensive material in question, was there any sort of, like, was this guy trying to make any sort of argument that it was for... Like, did he have any argument as to why he posted it? He posts, I'm going to explain this because child sexual abuse material, first of all, I don't think child porn is the correct term. Um, but uh, he posted a very infamous, very infamous uh, 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 snuff video of a, uh, yeah, a, a child being tortured um, and put his watermark over it. That's how okay, he censored but- it. It was, he posted it. Yeah, he posted, he posted it like, like, here's proof that pedophilia exists. Here's a, here's a, here's a snuff film. Yeah. And so so that was his justification. (laughs) Like, here's, here's some proof. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, was that on your computer? Dude, who's saying it doesn't exist, mate? And, and what, what Elle's basically asking for is, is pretty much what Elon did which Elon was stating, oh, he posted this because he was trying to draw attention to it. He was posting it out of the goodness of his heart. He also, had I need it. to stop you right there. Can we not phrase that for what, in this context, for what Elle is looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Can we maybe put that as, like, the question, like, the answer to the question that Elle just posed? Like, He's yeah. inquiring about. <laughs> because, because if anything, you know, if, if Elle's looking for it, Mike's the one who's given it to me. Mike Reyes has always had it. <laughs> I'll flip on you so fast, motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but way to make me sound like a fucking creep. <laughs> no, no, We're supposed to do that out of context clip shit with Haley, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Got him this week. Jay, Jay was disappointed that we, uh, we we just sort of organically stopped doing that bit because he was just like, I thought if it got long enough, I could edit them together. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, yeah. So... So all this stuff happened. Dom gets incredibly popular very quickly for some reason. He's hanging out with General Flynn and Liz Crokin and all these terrible people. He's the, the new uh, conspiracy peddling uh, right-wing creep du jour. 
And then this story broke about the tunnels under like the, the Jewish life center that led to this whole ordeal. There were arrests. Yep. The most incredible story of all time. It's literally, it was the most anti-Semitic bait of all time though. As soon as that popped up, it was like the most Nazi of Nazis were like, all right, let's do this. Let's do literal blood libel. You know? And I, and I know that that totally sucks shit, but on the other hand, there was that guy with those tweets he got incredibly validated for that I don't know if they're real, but God, I want to live in the world where those tweets are real. With a guy who's just like, I keep hearing Yiddish under my house, but I'm on the <laughs> first floor. Like, <laughs> it sounds like they're digging. And then a couple of months later, a lot of you owe me an apology. Uh, so, so this first started... With Dom claiming that some person in New York's police department gave him materials pending an investigation, and it was a bunch of photos of of small children, and the implication was that this was somehow child trafficking related, and then I believe it was Matt Wallace, uh, another right wing grifter, and Jake Shields, who was an incredibly boring MMA fighter, who won a bunch of really boring decisions in the UFC before he got his ass kicked and they immediately fired him because no one wanted to watch him fight because he would just tackle people and lay on them for five, for 25 minutes, which was kind of a snooze. And so basically Jake Shields left the UFC and became a pilled nut. Jake also was like, yeah, Dom sent me the photos too. And it's so horrible. And Hillary Clinton needs to burn in hell for what she's done. And it's just, us normal people are sitting here going, is Dom like sharing like C scam with other right wing grifters online? Shouldn't that be going to law enforcement? Should this not be leaking out to just shit bags on social media? This seems really scummy. And no, then the cops gave it to him. It's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so this story then kind of like died down for a week or so, and now Dom is back. So. Dom posted a link from someone who was like, we need to investigate these tunnels to find the human traffickers. We need like $9,500 to get into this. So it was a grift. It was just literally a scam. They wanted money to do something. And now Dom is in New York going basically like through subway tunnels trying to find the mole children. He posted like a minute-long teaser video of him going, quote-unquote, into tunnels he found like a mattress somewhere. Then he found like graffiti on a wall. And it's all doing this with Lauren Witzke. He could be. I, I, I didn't. I don't know who else oh, is in okay. the little crew. But I mean, he. All I, all I know from the teaser video is like Dom and other people are walking around. They're putting flashlights on graffiti. They're showing stuff on the ground, and they're like, "Oh man, we're we're getting so close to finding the evidence." And it's like, "No, you're not. There's there's no evidence." And the whole point of this is to just gin up fear gin up like oh my god look look there's like sleeping areas that's where the kids were sleeping before they were tortured ah it's basically the sound of freedom meets the blair witch project like that's what we've got going here and only with the blair witch project constantly requesting more money every few minutes so they can make more of the film to scare you with about nonsense yeah and also from a guy who's you know distributing czam so like let's Let's just get him arrested. Ooh, we got be some drama about this. Hold on. I'm going to jump in real quick because it is Lauren Whiskey that's helping him. And for those who don't know, Lauren Whiskey is a white supremacist little Nazi bitch. Um, and 
she is a she is she's a demon uh she she blames jews for absolutely everything she does not she's big time anti-semite she kind of hangs in the nick fuentes circles but like they're not really like a woman crowd so um she just kind of floats around the white supremacists uh she was working on the Stu peters network for a while which i'm sure you're all familiar with um and uh something happened where she's no longer working there um and uh he so so jordan sather was actually calling out dom lacree and uh uh lauren witzke for uh fun- funding the trip you know for 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 fundraising for the trip um and Stu peters got mad at jordan sather for um implying that witzke still works for the Stu peters network and he's been kind of going off on witzke and dom lacree saying like they're grifters which is funny because he just had her as her producer like a month ago <laughs> but yeah, I've, yeah. Been see- I've been seeing people going at dom because again he's the new hotness and it's and there are a lot of people going like where'd you come from bro what's going on here and people got a photo of dom like wearing the eye of horus as jewelry he's got uh, a freemason ring on in one photo and they're like bro what- what's the freemason ring about what's going on there uh, someone found some social media posts where he had like fuck Trump merchandise he was selling in 2016 before Dom realized getting on the pro Trump bandwagon is how you grift in America. Mm-hmm. So like there are a bunch of people who like think that Dom is very much astroturfed and very much just do, he's playing a bit is basically he's a grifter. He's seen a market uh, need and he's jumping into that market as like the streetwise black QAnon adjacent right wing grifter shitbag who's working hard to do that kind of stuff and make money. And that's, that's his act. And like, he's really bad at it in the sense that uh, don't wear Freemason rings. Cause people will notice that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and that's like one of the parts of the Illuminati game is they, they exist to tear you down. They're always going to find how you're Illuminati. Um, also, okay. aren't some people kind of pissed at him right now? Or he's kind of stirring up a little drama because of the Mr. Beast payout. You see that? No, no, no. But uh, you, did you not get the Mr. Beast ad? No, no, no. I have not seen the Mr. Beast ad. Oh wow, yeah. Mr. Beast was doing like a test video. Like I'm going to try to do a video on X, and if it makes good ad money, then I will post my videos on here. And he's like, it's not an ad. It's just a natural video, and it was getting boosted so hard to like everybody is an ad. So a lot of people saw it. And he got like a payout of like 250k for that video and post it. Um, and Dom Lucree kind of freaked out. He's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I make I get the most impressions on this website, and I didn't get this kind of money." And he started stirring up drama. And I think he got demonetized from the 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 the, the payment program. And um, yeah, a couple of the blue check marks are kind of freaking out because Mr. Beast uh, got all the payout money funneled to him in an effort to keep him on the platform because Elon is so desperate for people to be on the platform. Mr. Beast is like a trillionaire. This is the saddest thing <laughs> in the world. This is the saddest thing in the world to give Mr. Beast a quarter million dollars and think he would even... I think, know. You think Mr. Beast even feels a tickle for that kind of money? What the fuck is wrong with you, Elon? Oh my god. So yeah, okay, Dom's let's having finally a get, let's, let's finally Sorry. get out of this spiraling web of Dom the pedo, who whatever his last name is, fucking 
<laughs> that, that that went that went places. I was not expecting that that rabbit hole to go as far down as it did. <laughs> my God. Uh, okay. Uh, hopefully, brighter news ahead for whatever wacky things in our next boost segment. Uh, oh, look, it looks here that Alex Soros wants Trump assassinated. Light and breezy. <laughs> oh no, this is very light and breezy. This is hilarious. So basically, <laughs> Alex Soros wrote Ooh. an article. Is that for... like the Soros is? Yes, he's this, he's this, he, he's now the Soros. He's George Soros's son. George has moved the Illuminati to Alex. Alex is now the fundraiser, and he runs the Illuminati along with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex wrote an article, and that article was about um, how people view crime and inflation as like the two biggest problems that we are facing in society now and how we can take steps to address these issues. And so Alex Soros posts the uh, link to his uh, article and the crime is reflected by a window with like a hole in it. And the inflation is uh, shown as a hand holding money. And Laura Loomer uh, she was the first one, the, the big time, big time person that was quote unquote baking this. I'm sure other nuts gave it to her and then she ran with it. Basically the gist of the conversation was the hole in the glass is a bullet hole and the money is a sign that we will pay for you to shoot somebody. And people looked at the, Again, this is a standard stock image of a hand holding money. And people were like, oh, if you add up all the dollar amounts in the in the in the photo, it adds up to 47. When Trump wins this election, he'll be the 47th president of the United States. Alex Soros is calling for people to assassinate Donald Trump. Then Laura Loomer wrote out this giant thing, because now if you have a blue check mark, you can write a novella on Twitter explaining how this was very obviously Alex Soros asking for people to assassinate Donald Trump. Uh, she even made this really, and she made this hilarious point that the, the the first bill shown in the photo in the foreground is that it has a thumb over the the middle of it. And she was like, it's even putting the thumb on the U.S. president showing that that's what they want to get rid of. And she has to ignore the fact that it's the $10 bill. And the $10 bill is Alexander Hamilton, who was never the president of the United States. So, like, her, but if, but if, but that's where a president goes when, when it is them, you know, same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. And because QAnon has never seen a conspiracy theory too stupid for them, they have all jumped in with both feet. There is so much, like, people are tagging the FBI. Why does Alex Soros have to use, like, a fucking newspaper article to solicit his high end assassin? Um, that, that's just like the sort of thing that you would just like get a guy to do. You would get one of your cronies to just be like, look, go rustle up the world's greatest assassin and tell them I'll pay him $200 million to assassinate Donald Trump. Like, why would you go to a newspaper or like a, or like a or website or wherever this fucking article was posted? Uh, so the logic there is that the, uh, the, the Patriots have access to email, phone, text, everything. They literally know all the deep state's moves before they even plan them. The only way the deep state can communicate with each other is by sending coded messages on social media that we, the Patriots, can then intercept and try to discern what their evil intentions are. It's a way to keep the game fresh and exciting for the dum-dums by pretending that like, they, again, as you just said, 
you could just literally like call somebody and be like, hey, buddy, I want you to do it. Yeah, today. these people all got their fucking brains poisoned by liking Batman too much as kids. I'm sure of it. Yes. Because Batman is exactly as strong or as weak as he needs to be for, this, so for the right. story to continue. You know what I mean? Like, so like the, the, the like, the, it's just like, oh, the deep state, man, they're fucking, they're fucking pulling all the strings from, from the shadows, man. It's like, it's a tough war out there. But simultaneously, we also have access to the whole internet database and all the texts and emails. So we are several steps ahead of them, but the war for the shadows is so difficult. It's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Batman could need a six part series to figure out how to defeat the Riddler, a guy who literally gives you clues as to how to defeat him. And then also can defeat Superman in a 10 minute series if need be. So yeah, it's just that it's just yeah. wherever the power level needs to be scaled to, we'll just move it there. It also, there's no death. There's only like transitioning to a different time or whatever. Like when yeah. Batman got hit by the Omega beams, it's the dying is only went back in time. Because <laughs> comic books are stupid. Just like QAnon. Yeah. Everybody loves Batman because most people are stupid. So I expect there's a lot of overlap there. And I think I finally connected. it. You did it. QAnon is a bunch of Batman loving goons who have no idea what a good story is because all they've ever known in their life is a fucking hero of wildly vacillating power level who does everything from punch clowns that they think are cool all the way up to fight gods and win. <laughs> the most insane thing, like the stupidest thing ever. Ooh, and God bye. knows they love clowns. So because they're just like, dude, and also there's a clown involved. We're fucking all in on a spooky clown. We love clowns. <laughs> like serious, like above the board clowns that like want to entertain children or whatever. No, fuck them. They're creepy. We assume they're pedophiles because we call everybody pedophiles. But if you give me a spooky clown, like an it clown, or like the Joker or like an insane clown posse, dude, we're about that life. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh man, uh, some bad. Uh, someone someone posted some bad stuff about Violet J. Uh, it's always the ones you most expect. But yes, yeah, so. uh, yeah. What controversy surrounding one of the guys from Insane Clown Posse? I don't fucking believe it. <laughs> Although, yeah. like, re- re- relative to them, like the conspiracy would just be like, "Yo, we found out he was working for Habitat for Humanity." <laughs> that shit is unreasonable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So. Uh, as people have pointed out, Alex Soros had no say over what the photos were in his in the links to his article. That is determined by the editors of the of, of the website that like posted the article. He had no thing to do with that. It's not his call to put the bullet hole glass and the hand holding the money thing there. But or is it, man? The deep state's a tough enemy. You know the war. It's real hard. It's tough out there in, in the He's war. personally picking the stock photo. He's like, that one will, that one right there, that gets my message across. Yeah, that'd be a text message <laughs> or an email transmission. We, because we, we have all those, we'd, we'd be able to trace that. He's, yeah. he's, he's gonna carry your pitch at that crafty fuck. Yes. With his unlimited resources, he's got some incredibly well trained birds. You wouldn't believe how great they are. <laughs> Imagine Alex Soros, Falconer. He's just like, you know, I'm get this message to the to the internet internet publication, and this falcon just flies off with a little like spool, a little thing hanging off its leg that contains the paper that's tied to it. Oh, this is make sure that thumb is over one of the presidents. Yes, yeah. <laughs> who's they fucked it up? But because yeah. but because bird bird transmission did not pass his email and didn't get to it before they went to print. Yeah, George Orwell <laughs> was furious. He started he started genetically engineering an even faster bird. <laughs> okay let's move on uh from this horse shit to uh the high coast of true the high cost high coast the high coast of true i get it high tides boss. are coming you know the the glaciers are melting high coasts 
Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, when the <laughs> when the fucking sea levels rise, California is fucked. So that is true. But in the short term, they are slightly they're slightly fucked to the tune of five million dollars, I believe, is what Mike told me. Uh, so from this, Mike, what's going on with True the Vote? Uh, so True the Vote, uh, basically. The Eugene Yu, the guy who ran uh, the company called Connect, which was um, the bait and switch that happened a million years ago at the event known as The Pit. So, oh, oh well, yeah, that was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Shout out. Yeah. Mark Never Lamb mind. was there, everybody. He's sheriff for Penal County, and he is currently running for U.S. Senate, if you want to know how pilled Arizona is and who goes to The Pit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's cool. Your, your enthusiasm for an Arizona-related thing elbow dropped my bit, so my kid gets. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's 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 what you're here for. Get get in there. You uh, you love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so basically, what happened was is while the while True the Vote was being investigated for all of their various scammery bullshit, they managed to get themselves in front of some Los Angeles County prosecutors. And Greg Phillips actually testified before before a grand jury, and he managed to get them to indict uh, you for improperly storing the personal information of people on, the, on these voter data rolls. And it looked like True the Vote had scored this huge victory over Connect. And the reason why they needed this victory was because at the pit, they were supposed to actually reveal all their evidence about the 2000 mules, about the horrifying genetic programming of the human mule and all that good stuff. And then once all these QAnon and QAnon adjacent people went to the pit, True the Vote literally told them, yeah, you're not getting any of that information, but here's your new villain. Here's your new enemy. It's this company called Connect. And it's like listening to the Rob Reiner podcast. Here's your yeah, new villain uh, of the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, God. Uh, Haley, can you read this for me? <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh, Eugene Yu gets indicted by Los Angeles for this impropriety when it comes to storing the personal data of people. And then one thing leads to another. The case falls apart. Uh, L.A. has to admit that Greg Phillips was part of the people that dropped a dime on you and that very obviously he had some very uh, personal reasons for why he was attacking this guy and trying to get him in trouble with the law. And so um, this week uh, it just came out that the uh, Los Angeles County has settled with uh, Eugene Yu for their false arrest of him. And they have paid him out $5 million as a result of that. Dude, that's hilarious. So, yeah. So, True the Vote just uh, cost Los Angeles County $5 million with their smear campaign against the guy that runs Connect, a company that literally nobody has ever heard of until they tried to make them into the new big bad that stole the 2020 election from Donald Trump. Nice. Get fucked. I mean, you know, it's not nice that uh, taxpayers are losing money, but... On the other hand, eh, they're just people in L.A., you know, like yes. L.A. And you uh, know, uh, as an East Coast elite, I turn my nose up at L.A. <laughs> and, and, and also to the good citizens of Los Angeles, if you don't want to owe money like this, don't elect people that can prosecute people based on QAnon bullshit. Like mm -hmm. they obviously had a pilled prosecutor in their ranks who was like, you know, who's a trustworthy guy to put on a, to put in front of a grand jury? Greg Phillips and true the vote. This is 
absolutely going to lead just to only to good places. There's no way this guy could be sell, selling me down the river and setting me up to look really bad in a few minutes. So. Yeah, get your shit together, L.A. I liked yeah. you better back when you were normal, a.k.a. never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. L.A. is just a different trip, you know? It's like, uh, it's like oil and water, the East Coast and the West Coast. That's actually not true anymore. It was so funny. People were making such a big deal of that back when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. these days, it's just, it's, a, it's just sort of like, yeah, LA is like built differently as a city because it's sort of like a fucking Judge Dredd style mega city that's just <laughs> lower. You know, it's just huge and sprawling. But like, whatever. It's like it's, it's the same as any place. You get a bunch of good ethnic food and you get to, a nice cross section of people. Anyway, we love you, LA. Yeah. And also I, hate you. I, I went to New York, York uh, like a year ago. And you know, it just it it it's you know, it's great and it there it is definitely unique, but there is a lot of aspects of like, oh, every city is kind of just like a big city. You know? Yeah. Just kind of yeah, that's why I, I generally I don't fuck with them. I think they're all kinda of like nice to visit for like up to four days or whatever, and then you want to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd much rather be on the outskirts of a big city. Like get me within get me into a suburb within like twenty, thirty minutes of a big city, you know? Like that, that that was sort of where I was at when I was living in the Midwest. It was just like, oh shit, I'm like 20 minutes away from Kansas City. That's pretty close. So every once in a while, you know what we would do for fun? Just going to downtown Kansas City, fucking have fun. Anyway, uh, speaking of places that are fun, just kidding. We're t- going to talk about Arizona, so don't get too excited. It's time to talk about Arizona with our Arizona correspondent Haley, aka Arizona Right Watch, to tell us what's going on in her flaming dumpster. Comet crashing into a meteor of shit covered in vomit trash uh, that is Arizona. What's going on with your state, Haley? Um, well, I have mentioned uh, you weren't here last week for this L, but Trump is coming to town. He's going to be here in two days. Um, first rally of the year for Arizona and Trump. They're going to be hosting it at Dream City Church. This is a mega church here that sucks ass. Um, they basically host a lot of the Turning Point events. They have this like kind of religious night with Charlie Kirk. So Charlie Kirk is like, you know, it's kind of like a, a very it's it's a it's a church that's very closely linked to Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA and the AZGOP here. Uh, they pretty famously had a rally with Trump in the middle of COVID, where they just blatantly lied to the media and said like, yeah. Our air ventilation systems actually kill 99.9% of COVID, so we're good. And, like, I think they got fined by the, like, Republican attorney general even for, like, you weren't supposed to be doing that at the time. They they got fined $250,000. So, yeah, this is Dream City Church. Uh, Last week, I mainly just went over my shenanigans of getting uh, kicked out multiple times of this church. Um but You're like acting a fool or just because people recognize you were like an op uh, like, yeah op more here. it was like i got kicked out the first time with travis view because some proud boys um didn't like they didn't like my they didn't like my 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 style and my attitude even though i was just chilling um and the security guard like picked me out of the church event and questioned why why i was there and what i was what i was what i was documenting stuff for 
Um, and I was just kind of being did really you tell polite. Him, and, you, and you weren't smart enough to tell him Bible college? <laughs> Bible college? Dude, Travis View straight up was like, I'm recording it for my podcast. I'm just recording the entire thing. They let him stay. They kicked me out and like followed me. And I had to spit at the guy to get him to fuck off finally and then like dip into a Dunkin' Donuts so this weirdo security guard would stop stalking me. Um, and the thing that honestly got me kicked out, it was like the guy was just asking me question after question after question. And then finally, I was like, dude, I thought this was fucking America. Like, I should be allowed to be here. And he called the police over to have me escorted off campus. And then their personal security guard just kept following me. Second time I got kicked out, I went to a movie premiere there for some right wing movie that they were hosting. And I got kicked out at the end of the movie because they recognized me. And they're like, hey, it's that chick. Get her out of here. And they had the, the cops literally escort me out in front of fucking Will Sommer. Um, and it's like, come on, man, can you pay attention to what's happening? I'm literally getting sorted out right in front of you. Um, so anyway, that's the story with Dreams for the Church. It sucks. But this week, right ahead of Trump's big visit, uh, they have a Christian school attached to their churches called Dream City, uh, Christian Academy, uh, Christian school. Um, these are Turning Point USA schools. They are Turning Point Academy schools. So like Turning Point USA partners with these schools and they have like an, a curriculum together. Um, I think this was actually the first Turning Point Academy school. Because, um, yeah, Turning Point USA is headquartered here. Charlie Kirk is very close with this school. He, they the, yeah, uh, are the, this church. So, yeah, they opened up this school together. Um, this uh, week... 35-year-old Nathaniel Panetta, a teacher at Dream City School, was booked to jail because he was sexually assaulting a 15-year-old that went to that school. Um, so, you know, that's um, that's pretty big news. This isn't a funny story. This is just a quick, like, uh, the school that and Trump's they're not changing anything. This is still this church is still going to be hosting Trump in two days, and also they're about to have a huge. This will segue into the next story. They're about to have a a, a election, the AZGOP, to nominate the new AZGOP chair. Um, which will also be held at Dream City Church. They do their these at Dream City also. Uh, it'll be the day after Trump is here that they have this. Um you know, vote for who will be the, the, uh, the, 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 the new AZ GOP chair. Uh, Kelly Ward was infamously our GOP chairwoman for a while and like was part of the big, uh, uh, phony electoral, uh, vote scandal here. Uh, she'll face some repercussions eventually for that probably, but she hasn't been the chair for a bit. It is currently a man named Jeff DeWitt. Now, this man is not relevant to anything QAnon, really. Um, he's just one of those, like, normie shitbag Republicans that, you know, wants to take all your rights away, but, you know, not in such an aggressively uh, bombastic uh, tone like Trump. So we're supposed to pretend he's better than the rest of them. Um, but, yeah, the normie Republicans like this guy, and he was kind of seen as, like, the compromise guy. Um, there's been this hilarious coordinated effort to get this guy the fuck out of the chair. They want him out. They they don't like him because he's not he doesn't lick Trump's asshole as much as them. Um so 
Yeah, there was this like news. Carrie Lake has been sitting on this for so long. Carrie Lake has been presenting this story like since she's been running. Like somebody offered me a big cash bribe to get out of politics, but I won't say who. And this week, there's been like this huge, very obvious coordinated effort to like shit on Jeff DeWitt to get, you know, him out as the AZ GOP chair. And Carrie Lake finally uh, dished the dirt and said it was Jeff DeWitt that told her to uh, like stay out of politics and like, you know, offered her a bribe basically is kind of what it was. Um, and honestly, I thought this was kind of like a bullshit ass story because it's like, oh, Carrie will say anything. And they're obviously doing a coordinated like campaign against this guy. Nope. She she franked the turtle it and put a wire between her tits and recorded that whole conversation and leaked that one. Finally, like you're nine months out. <laughs> and it is so, it's causing so much drama here because a bunch of people are like, wait, is Carrie wear a wire everywhere she goes? <laughs> Um, so I'm sure that'll actually kind of, I'm sure that'll actually kind of fuck her a little bit. Um, because I think a lot of people are going to be unwilling to kind of hang with her as much now, you know? You don't know if it's off the record when you talk to her. You mm-hmm. talk to her and everything's on the record if she wants it to be, because mm-hmm. she's got her phone in her pocket with the record button on and she's, she's, she's taping it. No, no, no. It's not in your pocket. It's not in her pocket, Mike. Uh, Haley specified it was, it was in her, her booba. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I was. That's how I was just making a Frank reference. But, um, talk, but yeah, talk, she talk, said talk she was wired into my bosoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why she wears those tight dresses. She's like, "Hello, talk right here, please." You know, um, but yeah, it's definitely not a, a desperate plea for attention. <laughs> but why not both? Why not both? The I'm... ultimate honeypot. It's just like. Yeah, people people are used to the honeypot that's just like hot and actually attractive, and you want to get sucked in by them. But no, no, no one else is like really trying to play the damaged goods angle. She's like, of course they're not a double agent. It lets me happy. I'm talking to him. I mean, look at her. She's so desperate for it. She's vacuuming this red carpet for me. Vacuuming <laughs> <laughs> this red carpet on a dirt floor. <laughs> God, she's so thirsty for it. And I know I talk a lot of shit about Arizona, but for the record, uh, Donald Trump is going to be playing to a fucking sellout crowd at this huge, awful mega church. Oh, it's going to be so packed over there. I would love to go, but hey, listeners, I asked last week if anybody wants to be my normie um, partner and we we could we could play a little bit of dress up. Um, Let's uh, let's go check out this church event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who wants to be the Ken to Haley's Barbie? Who wants? To- <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, that sounds horrible. That sounds like a terrible idea. Why? Why? Why would you want to opt in for being there amongst those people? And you may get assaulted. Just an FYI. Yeah, so FYI. That's part of the- I have no way of protecting you, and you might get assaulted. So. Well, I, I mean, if you're like a, if you're like a fucking, you know, if you're a white cisgender dude, like you've already got camouflage, you can blend in amongst mm-hmm. them, like the predator. But anything else is definitely going to be a no go. You may there, get bear maced. You may get tear. You you may get bear maced right and directly in the fucking face if you're standing next to me. But you know, that's sometimes you got to go get that footage. You yeah, know? that would be great. <laughs> that, that, that that would be worth it because if somebody busted out the bear mace in that packed room, there would be a lot of splash oh, damage God, that would just like be really right. funny to watch. I'm sure a lot of those people would react super well to suddenly being maced, regardless of where <laughs> it was coming from. I bet they would react appropriately. 
The guy that's the head of Dream City Church is like, the ventilation system kills 99.9% of the bear mace. Please stay indoors. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's move into our news segment for the week, shall we? From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. It's the most horrible time there is. Once every four years, creeping out of irrelevancy, it's the state of New Hampshire, somehow transplanted from the south to the north. And now we have to talk about them because it is the one thing that they do that anyone gives a fuck about. Uh, be the first to deal with presidential bullshit. Uh, so yes, yeah, truly election season is upon us, uh, which means that I wish I was dead, but I'm not dead. So I will instead be here and I will soak up whatever knowledge I am about to, along with you, the dear listener, when I toss it over to Mike Reigns to explain what's going on in the suddenly relevant state of New Hampshire. Well, the good news is, is that for us normie Democrats, if we get to have 2028 elections, if we are not a uh, authoritarian nightmare under uh, grand wizard Trump, um, the Democrats have told New Hampshire to kick rocks and that South Carolina is going to be calling the shots from now on. So, uh, but the Republicans, weirdly enough, want this lily white state to continue to be their uh, measuring stick for who gets to be the president. And uh, Donald Trump uh, edged out Nikki Haley by, like, I don't know, seven or eight points in this primary, which uh, Fox News and Trump has declared to be a massive victory, an overwhelming landslide, a mandate that means Haley should drop out of the election immediately because she sucks and is bad and she smells. And she's a bird brain, which is his new unbelievably witty nickname for her. And that's all going on. Well, I, I, imagine that, I imagine that somebody behind the scenes is just like, you can't call her a bitch. If you want to call her a bitch, call her a bird brain instead. I'll call her a bitch. Um, you know, she's Haley. I'm Haley. Or it's white hat Haley, dark hat Haley. What a bitch. You know? I, I, thought, you were <laughs> that, I, I thought you were implying that all Haley's were bitches. I was like, wow, that's, a, Maybe. that's, that's tough. It could <laughs> be bitch, positive, <laughs> bitch, negative. In a way, we are all bitches. Sometimes bitch, I'm please. a little bit of both. And also... <laughs> Bitch, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I saw someone use the term derogatory and then the term laudatory is like ways to react to a thing. And I was like, that's that's awesome. That's absolutely perfect. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Going to so, use that. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is where we're at now in New Hampshire. Uh, Trump has won, which now takes us to South Carolina. Haley has decided she's not going to drop out. She's not just going to close ranks behind Trump, which uh, I will, I think uh, the real reason for that, I think is something we'll get into later, but uh, South Carolina is also where Haley was the governor. So this is kind of an interesting little barometer. I think everyone thinks that Trump's going to just absolutely truck her in South Carolina and that'll be the end of it. Probably that'll be what will happen, but Hey, they, they hold these elections for a reason, so we'll see. But um, on the whole, thanks to Hampshire for uh, vindicating the God Emperor and making his inevitable claim on the Republican nomination even more inevitable. So uh, boo hiss to the state slightly north of mine. That, well, uh, at least you and I get to feel incredibly validated because we were two years ahead of the conservative infighting meta. Haley has finally decided to get up there and say what everyone's been saying all along. Donald Trump is a weak old man and his brain is turning into mush in front of us. Everything you say about Joe Biden, at least 
equally applies to Donald Trump, if not way more. He never ran against Obama. It never happened. He keeps saying it did. Yep. So yeah. So this is this is the big thing. The, the the big news really out of New Hampshire was the fact that we actually had a Republican for the first time in forever take the big swing and declare that the emperor does in fact not have any clothes on. Nikki Haley uh, pointed out that Donald Trump might not be all there, and th- this first happened because Trump at a rally was uh, pissing and moaning about the January 6th committee and how they destroyed all their evidence, which is not true. This is a weird lie that he's made up and has convinced himself to be true. And after he whined about that, he started whine- He started doing the whole thing where it, it wasn't my fault that riot happened. It was Nancy Pelosi's fault. And he yelled Nikki Haley's name three times in a row and then said, we offered her 10,000 troops and then she, Nikki Haley, did not accept those troops. And NBC News uh, posted the most spineless headline I've ever seen, where they stated, at a rally in New Hampshire, it appeared that Donald Trump mistook uh, Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. And it's like, you don't have to put the words, it appeared. That actually happened. We, you can say, quote, roll tape and watch it. You can watch it happen before your very eyes, where he literally says Nikki Haley's name four times. Yeah, appearances could be deceiving, Mike. <laughs> this is true. This is true. They they want to do their level best to make sure that they weren't tricked by. The do your own act- research as to whether or not he said that. Yes. Don't, don't, don't trust just the, don't trust just the evidence they give you. <laughs> yeah. So that happened, which was it, which was people would like to say a bad thing because uh, fucking up Nikki Haley being Nancy Pelosi is probably not a great look. Then, because uh, Trump is in the late stages of his dementia and is really not very uh, well kept together, he declared during a rally that. America is not capable of solving even the smallest problems. He got the word smallest very, very wrong and said something entirely different, either soul or swole, however you wanted to hear it. And then he repeated that we can't solve the smallest problems, not the simplest problems. And then he said, and I quote, we are an institute in a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. So... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait wait a minute. Can I get that one again? We are an institute in a powerful death penalty. We will put this on? Yeah, we will put this on. That's the next thing. (laughs) He's talking like zero wing. That's excellent. (laughs) Somebody somebody translated his speech into a foreign language and then back into English. This is Donald Trump calling the backstroke of the West. That's probably the deepest cut reference I've made on the podcast in a while. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and this has led to people in the media actually for the first time in a long time being like, whoa, holy shit, what's going on with Donnie Two Scoops? And as if though it's news again. He multiple times claimed that he won, won like races against Obama, which did not happen. Obviously, that was not a thing. Uh, didn't he? Didn't he think Wakanda was a real place? That one yeah, time, that yeah, was fun. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, the, all the crazy shit about he said about COVID, like injecting yourself with like you know just disinfectant and like blasting yourselves with just sunlight. Dude, this guy is out of his fucking mind, and he has been for since he was our president. Like, yeah. I'm so glad that somebody somebody in the Republican Party, like you know, don't get me wrong, I still hate Haley's guts, uh, and also the person running against Trump, Bazinga. So, uh, but uh, but like. Finally, somebody's out there just being like... My heart is fragile. I'm glad that somebody... (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) But yeah, like, dude, just somebody's up there finally saying it, you know? Like, other people have kind of weakly been trying to say it. Like, Chris Christie was, like, you know, pretty vocal criticizing Trump in, like, other ways. But we've been saying it for a long time. DeSantis needed to get up there and call him a weak, feeble, old coward. (laughs) And, like, this is that, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like... She's like, hey, his brain. She's doing it in the nicest way possible because she knows inevitably she's gonna has to have to kiss the ring when she gets her ass kicked. But she's just like, he lost his fastball. Like this is the same guy we elected eight years ago or whatever. He's like seventy seven now. That's pretty old. And these are points that yes are true, and she should be making more strongly because it turns out that the conservative base really likes somebody who's just a piece of shit dickhead to their opponents. Right. Trump won New Hampshire and spent his whole victory speech talking about how Nikki Haley was a piece of shit who should drop out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trump's victory speech was like the most vindictive, petty. People like to pretend that when you're running for president, you're supposed to be offering this bold vision for America's future and that we want to hear what your plans are to make to give us a better life. And Trump just got on stage and be like, Nikki Haley... I just torched that bitch. That dumb broad. Why did she even run against me? Seriously, what were you thinking, you dumb broad? It's like, whoa, like, where's the message to uplift America and inspire us? It's like, it doesn't matter. Trump doesn't need to do those things. <laughs> and then in a move that, like, to be honest, is pretty funny and, like, definitely, like, a side of strength. He just sort of, like, he brought up Vivek. And he's like, I'm going to let this clown talk for, like, exactly 30 seconds or whatever. And then it was like, Hi, President Trump has given me an opportunity to say that I think he's pretty cool and I'm here. Hey, it's me and the Donald Trump. Like, Get the fuck out of here, baby. You're done with this shit. Get the fuck out of here, you loser. I, I didn't talk about how Nikki Haley should chop out of the race because she's a, a dumb bitch and I hate her guts. And like, it's just like, holy shit, this guy. He's just pu- pulling the corpses of his defeated enemies out to like make him dance on stage with him and then shoving him off stage again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like literally had Tim Scott on stage. And he's like, "You're from South Carolina. Nikki Haley appointed you to the Senate. You must really hate her." And Tim Scott was like, "No, no, Mr. Trump, no. I just love you so much." And and, and, uh, and, 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 he, and then Trump was just like, "Tim Scott got engaged. Do you believe that? That's crazy." Like you could just tell he wanted to drop a homophobic slur. He's like, "I totally thought that guy was slur." And just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, either either, either that or it's just, or or he's just like he's too ugly to get a wife, you know. Look at him; he loves calling people ugly. He's just like, oh, she got a, he got engaged. She's probably a dog, <laughs> you know. Or maybe he was like, because doesn't Tim Scott one of those virgin till marriage guys? Well, Tim Scott is single, and it's not as bad as Lindsey Graham when it comes to the allegations that he's gay, but. It, it it was a thing like on the campaign trail where people were like, "Yo, Tim Scott, you're black and you're single, and, and you're pretty old to be single in Republican politics." 
which implication that you're gay. So what's the deal there? And then Tim Scott Jesus, was like, who the, f- who the fuck is he? Rock Hudson? Like, <laughs> what, what is this? 1930? What the I fuck? Know, like, like, sure. so, that's absolutely insane. Yeah. You're, you're, you're too old to be a bachelor. I bet you're of the other fashion, if you catch my meaning. And no, I won't be inviting you to my dinner party. Good day. <laughs> so funny. These yeah. people, fuck them. They're the yeah. worst. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, look, I- I'm going to hate the next four years, uh, or the, the next four years. Uh, God, hopefully not. I'm going to hate the next year. But at least at the beginning of it, it's 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 going to be pretty entertaining because like I get to, I get to watch people like try to come at Trump for a little while until eventually it settles into the obvious Trump v Biden rematch, and it's just like great this boring fucking ticket again, <laughs> like an ins- an insane bundle of nonsense versus like just a signpost that needs to be repainted because it is weathered, and you're just like these these are our options I guess once again. Uh, and then uh, hopefully we'll never have to deal with that because of time. Hopefully time will prevent us from having to deal with both of these candidates ever mm-hmm. again. Oh, well, I mean, Biden's out of our hair at the end of this election either way. Either he'll be the president for the next four years and then dr- fade off into the sunset, or he'll be defeated and drift off into the sunset. Yeah, and, well, then, and, then, the, and then the sands of the hourglass will deal with the other one, hopefully. Right. I mean, but, but four I mean, years that... from now, that seems like a stretch. If you're one of the people who who, who would gamble on such a thing, uh, which I'm not, but I do know there are people out there who do like that pool. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty, like, take a look at that guy. <laughs> Just take a look at that guy. Tell me he's got four more years in him. I don't know, Chief. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm of the belief that Trump ain't making it to November. I mean, you. I mean, he's, he's starting to look like he's taking Ozempic, but I don't think he is. I, I, and that's not good. Like the the Ozempic look just means that like your body is changing very rapidly. Deflating. You're, yeah, you're deflating it. Your skin can't exactly catch up. So like you know, and, and no, hey, like I like you know that that's just the way that goes for people that need to do rapid weight loss. Uh, but when it's happening naturally, quote unquote, to you, that's probably and you're 77. <laughs> that can't be a good sign. Yeah, he, he used yeah. to he used to look like plump. He used to look as plump as somebody who loves cheeseburgers and Diet Coke as much as he does would look plump. But now he doesn't look he's he's looked kind of gone. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I follow someone on Twitter who's brought this up. They're like the makeup, like the, the fact that Trump slathers all this like orange bronzer on his face, like it kind of hides some of it, but when you catch him on a good day, you can just like see how sunken his eyes are now. Like he's he's just gotten to this point where he has gone from old man wearing clown makeup to unhealthy old man wearing clown makeup. And it's just, man, he, he just doesn't look right. And between that and the whole fact that he, the, the obvious problems with his brain are just becoming more obvious. It's like, man, uh, it's like, it's the, it's the line from the dark night. Like what's going to fail first, your spirit or your body is, is your brain or your physical health. The what's going to take you down at this point? Cause he is just, he's just rough. And that's what's, it really blows my mind that the, the, the Republican party as a whole had, has no contingency plan for this. That like, if in the next two months I wake up and my phone is just blown up because Donald Trump has been rushed to the hospital, I will not be surprised in the slightest. I'll be like, yeah, that was a thing that tracks. And the fact that the Republican Party 
is going to be like, well, if that happens, we'll just nominate Nikki Haley and get fucking curb stomped. I mean, just it just seems so weird. Like, you have no contingency plan for Trump not making it to the finish line? Insane. Yeah, I mean, what a what a, what an incre- what an incredible race it's going to be, you know. Uh, I, my my favorite part about this go around is that we get to be like even more double afraid of. It's just like if Trump gets in for the reason for the reason we just discussed, we have to really be carefully considering uh, how afraid we need to be of their vice president. You know, <laughs> that's going to be that that's going to be a thing we're probably going to have to deal with. Oh God! Like yeah, on on, uh, on January on January twentieth, twenty twenty five, Donald Trump is going to be sworn in as a president at noon, and by twelve oh five in the afternoon, Donald Trump will be have, have been removed from the presidency by the twenty fifth amendment, and his vice president will be running America. He'll be president for less than ten minutes if he wins. Yeah, that's that's the deep space plan the whole the whole time. We don't have to get to Trump. We just have to get to Trump's veep. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I, there's a lot of QAnon talk about how like they, they they don't want Nikki Haley to be the vice president because they're positive that that's the deep state fallback plan, that they're going to get a bad veep in there to uh, be over Trump's sh- uh, shoulder, and they're just going to get him out of there ASAP and put their deep state puppet in to replace him. And Damn then, it. Who, who leaked Operation Bad Veep? <laughs> Well, that's what that's, that's what they're talking about right now. They 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 still don't know if Mike Pence was a goodie or a baddie. They they can't they can never figure these things out. Yeah, I mean, same thing with the Red Hood, you know, Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that, that that's all the all the important news that's fit to print. Unsurprisingly, it's all about Donald Trump because uh, what a year it's going to be. Let's move on to our listener mailbag. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. I'd like to thank the soundboard for once again cutting out on the last bump this week. Much appreciated. <laughs> I, be- I believe that through, through the power of editing and uh, that, that that problem could be solved without could be. without, without <laughs> ever bringing it up to the audience. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But what's the fun? Yes. <laughs> Why be professional when you can be mad at the at the, at the software? When you can oh, be yeah. real. Now, now, you know? now, now, now we get the we get to have a, a juicy choice as to whether or not do we leave in the weird silence or do we cut it and make all the part that followed weird. Yes, <laughs> the bump played for me. 
Yeah, yeah, but it it played after a delay, which is oh, what okay. I believe Mr. Reigns was talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. The, well, now this whole conversation's going on far too long. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think we need to discuss this for five, maybe ten more minutes. Okay. <laughs> we can pad out some runtime here. <laughs> so, Old McWatkin asks, "Okay, Wendy Rogers, Carrie Lake, and the Q Shaman and Joe Arpaio all enter Thunderdome. What vehicles are they driving? Who wins?" Why do they all deserve to lose in the most fantastic way possible? Well, okay, who were the names? It was Carrie. Carrie, Wendy Rogers, the, the Q Shaman, and Joe Arpaio. Uh, okay, so uh, Wendy Rogers flies in on a jet <laughs> <laughs> because she used to be a pilot, and that's how she gets around Arizona. She flies on her plane. Um, oh, yeah. so, so she flies in on a a, 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 a very fascist-looking jet. It's just pure American flags, guns, Trump. It's disgusting to look at. You know, it's got a groiper on it for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, Carrie comes in, uh, she comes in a whole, uh, like, brigade of cars. It's like a, you know, like a, what do you call those? A fake motorcade, a presidential yeah, motorcade. Kind of a, a motorcade. She has a motorcade. And the, the, the trick with Carrie is you have to find which vehicle you're supposed to destroy, you know? Uh, like, which one is she? Yeah. Um, it's like it's like when Kim Jong Un was like super obsessed with the Secret Service, and he'd have like ten guys running on either side of his limo to all these <laughs> events. It's just imagine the only ten fit North Korean men in North Korea, and they're all wearing like Secret Service suits, and they're like running alongside a limo. That was like <laughs> Kim Jong Un was just like, "This is so cool! I demand this to be done for me all the time." It's just like, <laughs> I, yeah, and the Q Shaman is like a soy boy right so he probably shows up on like a majestic stag or something um i think he shows up in his regular car because it's so funny it's like a beater it it is honestly kind of the most american like mad max car it's just like a beater with QAnon stickers all over it it is so funny um so i think he would drive that but it would be it would be he would be on top of it he wouldn't be driving it someone else would and he would have his spear yes um Joe Arpaio is in just like a uh, like a high powered wheelchair because that guy's practically dead, and but it's being motored by also gripers, unfortunately. Dude, he's like <laughs> Axel from Twisted Metal. Yeah, you, know, you get him in the fucking Axel mobile from Twisted Metal. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That's how I viewed this. I viewed this entirely as Twisted Metal. This is one hundred percent. So that's the best I could do. I don't know cars very well, but oh, no, that... but, no, but the thing is, none of these people are cool enough to be sweet to. So like they just <laughs> kind of like have like shittiness about them. Yeah, and Donald Trump just shows up, and his car is just like the, the, just like a regular car, but it's invincible. You just can't destroy it. And any of you even look at it for too long, it just dies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't, I mean, all of them deserve to lose. I would think the Q Shaman would win mostly because he's like the most fit of all of them, but it all depends. How does that, how does that matter in a Thunderdome car battle? I don't know, but I'm just, I, I just, well, I don't know that Carrie Lake is really, I don't know, capable of actual, like, doing stuff like that. She seems, she seems a lot of bark and not a lot of bite. And Joe Arpaio, and Joe Arpaio is, again, I don't know that he would even be alive at the start of the battle. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if he can win in unlife, then yes, he's allowed to have a chance. So it's basically between Wendy and the shaman is who's going to win this thing. It's like she actually has a plane and she wins because she'll just blow him up. But if she has like more of like a transformer car that turns into a plane kind of thing and she has to stay in car mode, then that's like kind of a fair fight. It'll be that scene from Mad Max where the guy's like How's steering into the though? car. You haven't, you haven't described any of the benefits of Q-Shaman besides physically fit. 
So is he? Is he just is is Wendy's like transforming car plane just so weak that he's gonna <laughs> wrestle it, or is he just like Super Saiyan strong? Like what the fuck? He's high on you ayahuasca, like, okay. You were like, yeah, if if Wendy, if instead of having a real just fully functional jet, she's just got a jet that transforms into a car that's going to be pretty rough. He's so physically fit. <laughs> See what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I, well I, just had, uh, I just had one of the uh, the big uh, conspiracy accounts on uh, Twitter post that, quote, the CIA confirmed uh, that um, remote viewing is real and no one cares. So I assume that the Q Shaman is just going to astral project into her car and assassinate her. <laughs> you, you just love the Q Shaman so much that in your mind he's fucking Vin Diesel for that game, the driver or whatever. Where you just like look leap from one car to another and just like airjack them. Just like leap into another vehicle and steal it effortlessly. He's he's the Batman of my story. I'm just I'm just way elevating yeah, his power. He, he, level. he wins because Batman. Right. He's, he's you know? elevating his power level for no good reason. He's just got his anti Windy Rogers spray. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> Exactly. I'm just a terrible writer. <laughs> and he's my crush. Yeah, but he's so physically fit. He's got Chinese abs. He's the most ever straight in the Chinese abs just intimidates opponents. That's, <laughs> well, he just counts it with his abs. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Well, he would obviously lose to generic Chinese soldier with a 10-pack. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Find someone who looks at you the way that Mike Reyes looks at the Q Shaman. <laughs> That's me. Oh, man. Um... Remember when we found the Q Shaman's dispensary in Dallas, Texas, Haley? When we saw what? The, the, the Q Shaman's dispensary in Dallas, Texas. Oh, like, yes! <laughs> the American Shaman. And yeah, it was kind of a little pilled. There was some aspects of it that was like, this place seems a little bit... Yeah. Oh, I believe American Shaman is a chain. <laughs> really? I believe so, because I believe I saw one when I was living in the Midwest in Kansas City, and I made a joke about it, and the person I live with there said, yeah, it's a chain. Oh, cool. Well, that's great. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I think so the guy nice. running this one was normal. There was, we saw something that was like about the storm in the yes. window, remember? Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so that, that that could be a pill thing, but also at like a new agey hippy dippy place called like American mm-hmm. Shaman. The problem is that like which part of the sign is getting you to the storm? If it's a, if the, if American is getting you to the storm, then we're talking pilled. That's a QAnon thing for sure. But if Shaman is talking about the storm, that could be like a metaphorical storm or like that might be a thing you can only understand if you're on ayahuasca and they'll be happy to tell you about which tinctures you need for it, you know? So I'll give them a little bit of credit. Maybe they're not purely, purely pilled, but most likely they are. I mean, let's be real. It's a place called American Shaman that like functions yeah. in the South and Midwest, apparently. <laughs> Like if that was in like like if that store was in like Portland, Oregon, it would just be like, oh okay, the, these people are Green Party all the way. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like these the, these people have never voted for one of the two parties in their whole ass life. They they, they write in Raw the Sun God or whatever like every year, just in case. I'm laughing at that mostly just because of the fact that I'm wearing the jersey of a of a, of a football player literally named Amon Ra St. Brown. He is literally the Sun God, so that's awesome. Yeah, vote him in. Yes, I'm all, I'm all for the sun god. Uh, so thank you for the question. Eric, the deep state operative, asks, if you, if you find people could interview one Q influencer, who would it be and why? Uh, I would interview Dom Lucre because he doesn't know the mythos, and I would be able to just expose that fact repeatedly 
And then he would just yell at me and call me a deep state shill. And then we, if, if he was trapped in the interview with me for like a half hour and could not escape, that would be the, that would be the precondition that he literally has to talk to me for this period of time. And I can just be like, yo, Dom, what's your favorite Q drop? And he would have no idea what I was talking about. He, he, cause he would do, he would do no studying. He would just show up and be like, who's this dumb Mike Rains fellow? I'll just hornswoggle him with the flim flam. Cause none of these people would ever engage with anyone who was actually prepared and knew what their dumb shit meant. Because that's the whole point. Their whole point is to just scream, oh yeah, the fake mainstream media won't tell you the truth about you. And it's like, no, they don't because they don't care either. But if you do care about the truth about Q, it's incredibly obvious. And you can just dunk on those people with, with the ease because it's basically, it's like an atheist reading the Bible. You just get to read all the terrible shit that's in there and be like, yo, defend your terrible religion. And then the Christian's like, oh, that was a metaphor. And it's like, no, you literally think this is the literal word of God. So only some of it. Some yeah, of it, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's both. It's tricky. Yes. You have to be part of the club to be able to decipher it. Uh, the magic hat. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the gold plates. That's what it's all about. Uh, who would I interview? Uh, oh, Lauren Boebert. Easy. I mean, let's yes! be real. Like, especially if I could just, be, like, like, can I ask her off-the-record questions? Like, can it just be, like, a sit-down? Like, like, I'm just going to ask you some shit because I want to know. Because... <laughs> She seems like she's all freak. I don't give a fuck about her politics. <laughs> I, I want to know, like, hey, what's your favorite drug? Like, what's the craziest party you've ever been to? Like, you know, like, what, like, t t talk to me, like, why did you jerk that guy off at Beetlejuice? Like, that was pretty crazy. Like, don't you know that there are eyes on you? Like, uh, did you get off on that? I'd ask her all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> You'd hit Lauren Bulbert with the Ollie G interview. You'd just be all over that stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck your fucking politics. I, I know, I know that you're. A I know that you're a, a bad person who pretends to be worse to get like fucking political attention or whatever, you know, who like plays up your worst aspects because your base likes it. Yeah. I'm just be like, hey, wh why did you think that it was okay to just open a restaurant where the gimmick was bring in guns and display guns? Like, how did you think that business model was going to work? Do, <laughs> do, do you think that people were, were attracted to the idea of having guns just akimbo so much that they would come patronize your establishment over another one? Why did you think Hooters with guns was a winner? <laughs> it wasn't even that. Hooters with guns because, like, it wasn't that sexually charged. It was yeah. more about the guns. If it was sexually charged and with guns, I could kind of get that. Some people that, are that, sexually that, charged that, by guns. Yeah, <laughs> but not not everybody. Most people are like more people are just sexually charged by booba. So mm -hmm. that, that's why Hooters is successful. Like, yeah. if you want to try to also entice the gun market, you start from Hooters and then you add guns. You don't start from guns and then eventually build the Hooters. It would also be helpful if you didn't give your customer base food poisoning. I mean, look, I'm sure that their kitchen was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that those guys were cooking real well, especially while they were strapped. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, motherfuckers, you also need to be strapped. This is all-gun all restaurant. That includes you. <laughs> <laughs> guys just run it back and forth to a crazy like kitchen prep work and like duck it out to rip cigarettes as fast as their little hands can smoke them and then they fucking accidentally drop the gun shoot one another all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff ensues so do you have an interview Haley? i'm gonna interview ron watkins nice he's gonna give you a fucking very awkward triumph fist yeah i know point. sometimes i think some of his awkwardness is a bit played up for the media so i want a one-on-one -on, -one on with him for like hours where i could yeah 
out of clip, <laughs> out of context. Haley was very Worst one yet. You were a one on one with Ron Watkins for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think eventually his he would break, you know? I think I could break him. <laughs> like an interrogation. Like, are you for I... real? Are you for real? Are you actually like this? What's your deal? And I right. think I could, could admit him to admit to a lot of things because eventually he would just start bragging. Yeah. I would be afraid. That, I'd be afraid that I'd sit down to like interview him, and it would be like much more clear in person that he's just like like genuinely somewhere deep on the spectrum. And I would just be like, "Oh, I'm very disarmed by this because I hate your stupid guts, but also like I." I have empathy, so like I don't want to like come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I think I would, I would interview him about his relationship with his father, and probably make him be, cry. That would be really interesting, <laughs> <laughs> especially because he interviews like a uh, Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. So like watching one of those things like break down emotionally would be really rough. <laughs> watching Charles Entertainment Cheese crack about its their relationship. <laughs> Yeah, fuck a Five Nights at Freddy's. This is the real horror. This yeah. is the real like nostalgia animatronic horror pitch here. You yeah. like you you go to a therapist and it's one of them, <laughs> <laughs> or like or or you are a therapist and one of those things comes in. You're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, Don Ortega asks, is there one event or series of linked events that could happen that would make Q followers see that they're 100 in a cult? Uh, currently, no. Um, the only thing I think that could have happened was if Trump had won re-election, there would have been this moment of crippling cognitive dissonance where President Trump would have been screaming at them for like a year to get vaccinated, and they would have been trying to decode how he didn't really want them to get vaccinated because vaccines are bad. Like, like the QAnon was obviously devastated by Trump's loss. And that was obviously a very net negative thing for the movement. But if Trump had won in 2020, they would have had to have handled Mr. Get your shots, like stop COVID. Let's do this. Not being sleepy Joe, the agent of the Illuminati, but instead being the God emperor himself screaming at them to put needles in their arms. And that would have like fucked with them so badly that, it would have been a really weird spot to be in. So it's just like, I think that could have happened. It would have been interesting. But currently, I don't see anything like that. I mean, again, Trump's death is the big moment that will really impact the movement. But I don't know that that makes them see that they're in the wrong, that they're in a cult. I think it just it just makes them sad. And it, and it makes Trump a martyr. And that's basically where they would go. So at this point, in this timeline, I don't see anything that gets them out of that. No, I mean at this point it, it, it seems it's just sort of like a meme. Like it, it can it can it can fade for relevance, but it'll never truly go away. Like at any at any moment, it can get dusted back up. And like like sort of like a like like hibernating critters. They'll like bur- burrow underground for a spell, and then eventually like the the circumstances will be right, and they'll just come right back up to the surface. Like they 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 can sneak around in bulletin boards or whatnot, and and like go more underground without completely disappearing. Besides, like QAnon morphed into just like an umbrella that just absorbs all these smaller conspiracy theories anyway. So like the fact that they truly believe in nothing means that they could just exist in perpetuity. Like because you have to rip all of their blinders off at once simultaneously. There's a, there's so much more than just uh, like Donald Trump is the real president or whatever. You know, there's like a thousand different things on that list. Like 
Yeah, like like right now, QAnon's like super angry about raw milk. Like they're super just, you know what? It sucks that we can't drink raw milk. This is bullshit. Like that that was like nowhere on my where is QAnon going to go next bingo card. But here it is. Just yeah, pasteurization. Fuck it. You know. Yeah, they're right. on the same train as uh, Turning Point USA. A lot of those people are on that like raw milk shit, <laughs> putting beef tallow on their face, whatnot. Vitalo is for French fries, though. That is that is facts. <laughs> we, we we should bring that back. I mean, who who okay. cares? Like America is still really fat. Let's just. Yeah. I don't care what strides we've made. I want my French fries to taste good again. Damn it! Um, there are people that are like thirty years old. These uh, now they have never had a real McDonald's French fry. They they phased those out so long ago. Yeah. Damn. I, I, that is a while ago. I, I I don't even remember how delicious the old fries were. Not, now I feel it's lost. hard to remember. I mean, like in my head, like in my head at this point, it's probably just all it's all nostalgia, all fueled by nostalgia, baby. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm willing to bet that this, like it. I'm willing to bet that the ones that were fried in like beef fat do have a better, deeper richness of flavor than the ones that are not. So, like, no matter how how much the nostalgia colors the flavor of it, I do have to imagine that it is like a better fry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Initially asks, has Q finally has Q team finally accepted that their harbinger may not be the saint they want to believe in? No, they are one hundred percent all in on Trump. Uh, like the only, again, the only problem is is that Trump has a shelf life, and that this movement becomes something different after he no longer has political relevancy. That will be so interesting. It, like this is this is why you see things like uh, Liz Crokin not talk about QAnon, but she talks about Pizzagate because she's trying to rebrand the Illuminati as Pizzagate because the Illuminati got rebranded as QAnon and she wants to start the, the next cycle. She wants to be, she wants to be on the cutting edge of the next iteration of the grand universal conspiracy theory, the explanation for why the world is the way it is. Because back in the day it was the Jews and the protocols of Zion. Then it became the communists then the Satanists, then the Illuminati, and then QAnon had the deep state. So it's just that. It's just who is the big bad behind the throne who's secretly running everything, and why are we mad at them? That's the story that will... Is it Tommy the typewriter or whatever? Chucky. Chucky the typewriter. (laughs) Is he the big bad? Spoilers! Spoilers! Sorry, Keep sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Jesus! How dare you, Haley? Fuck! Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten oh, to that part yet. Oh God! I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the the big thing about QAnon, the reason why QAnon got popular, whereas these other things were very niche, is that QAnon gave people a protagonist, and that protagonist was literally the president of the United States. Whereas in the other stories, the protagonist is Alex Jones. It's some dumb crank talking on the radio and asking you to buy his dick pills to to defeat the globalists and that kind of shit. And so that's what Liz Crokin and Dom Lucre and Michael Flynn and all these other like low level grifting dirtbags are trying to do. They're trying to make themselves the hero of the story so that you will buy their shitty product and you will invest in them. Whereas Q had the bold idea of not being the hero. He's just the guy working for the hero and the hero is Donald Trump. So that was how that the movement got big. And it will never be that big again, uh, barring Trump retaking the presidency because you're just never going to have a hero that actually 
can go toe to toe with the bad guys. L's Batman analogy, notwithstanding about how the, the, the power levels shift as per the story's mandates. The thing is, is to your rank and file schmuck, they know Alex Jones isn't beating the globalists. They know Liz Crokin isn't beating them. They do believe that on some level, the president could beat them. So that's what they need. And without that, they don't have that uh, protagonist character to sell the product to the people. And because this shit is depressing. When you go up to somebody like, hey, did you want to know that bad people rule the earth and everything's fucked? And a person's like, no, I don't want to know that. That's terrible. But if you go up to them and say, bad people rule the world and, and we're all fucked, but the president is about to change all that, then they'd be like, I'm listening. Go on. Like, ah, cool. Is it like a sweet movie president? Like the one in Independence Day or like Harrison Ford back when he was like 45 instead of being like 80? And they're just like, no, it's more like Harrison Ford now that he's 80 and also less cool than Harrison Ford and less fit than Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, so, just somebody who's nearly 80. Uh, those, yes. are, those are your options. Would you like yeah. nearly 80 or over 80? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Antifa medications instructor uh, asks, what exactly does future proof past mean? Uh, future proof past is QAnon's bullshit for um, what is known as predictive programming. Uh, Haley, did you have something to say? Because you like, jumped when I said that. So no, I was making sure that my computer didn't just lag out. It was it uh, did a weird thing. Okay. <laughs> no. so, yeah, the, the, the opposite, Mike. She was ignoring us for so long that her computer fell asleep. No, it wasn't. It was just like, yeah. why did it just jump? <laughs> Now, so future-proof past is what we like to call what it's a it's a version of cold reading. It's a version of what is predictive programming. What future-proofs past means is Q drops that have not quote unquote come to fruition yet that have not uh, fulfilled the prophecy. Those Q drops just have yet to do so. And basically, when any event happens in the world. You, as a good follower of Q, go through the drops and you try to discern which Q drop referenced this event in history. And when you eventually find a hit, you validate Q through that. And then you get all excited that you were the one that figured out what Q was trying to say in that moment. Like uh, when McCarthy got the speakership, and everyone was just like, oh, McCarthy won, great, who cares? Q had some gibberish on the forums where it was a bunch of crap and it was the number 15 and there was the word good in it. And so suddenly QAnon people started looking and they found this Q drop and they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It took 15 votes for McCarthy to win the speakership. And it was Representative Good who was the one that like stood down to finally like give McCarthy the majority he needed to win. Fifteen, good. Q knew it was coming. Q foresaw in the prophecy that like that, that this was going to happen. And this is how McCarthy was going to become Speaker, and so boom, Q proof. They validated it. They they saw the truth. And this is what they do with all Q drops, where they're just constantly looking through them, trying to figure out a way to make it so there was a hit. And 
the spoiler alert here is that there's so many misses. There's so many Q drops that don't re- resolve with anything, but the prophecy can never have failed. The prophecy just has yet to come true. That's the, that's the shit. That's the act. That we're and so future proves past is just a way to say, eventually Q's vision will be manifest. You just have to wait long enough for it to happen. So just like yeah. every dumb flim flam prognosticator in history, you right. know, it's, it's Nostradamus. It's just fucking Nostradamus all over again, where, Maybe he said these things, maybe he didn't, but it's close enough to what just happened here, so we're giving him credit for it. And our final question uh, is from Paste, which is, have you followed the latest Avalier versus Golinski conversations? Uh, no, I have not, but Phil Golinski is a huge piece of shit, so I hope he's around. Who is this? Around. Uh, Phil Golinski, he is a QAnon promoter who has been uh, accused of um, sexually... Um, He's going after underage women, like hitting on them and stuff like that, which, of course, is a huge no-no in QAnon world and in reality. So Phil, mm-hmm. Phil's in not great standing with QAnon right now, but he's he's still fighting the good fight being a giant piece of shit. And two, what's the campaign strategy for Biden if you were his strategist? Trump has dementia. Trump is unfit. Like, uh, Trump had a rally or he had an interview with somebody where he was just like, I'm totally fit, cognizant. I'm totally with it. I'll take a dementia test against Nikki Haley right now if, you, if she wants it to. And the fact that the Haley campaign didn't agree to that immediately shows they're not serious about winning this thing. Like, if I was part of any campaign running against Donald Trump and I had Trump on the record saying, I will take a dementia test if you will take one also, I would be like, deal. I will. What is your location? I will drive to where you are right now. If you are too far away, I will fly there. I will be there within hours and we can both... Um, we can both write down the names of some animals and draw a clock and all that good stuff because I will do better than you on this test. And I actually don't trust that you'll pass it because your brain is tapioca. So yeah, all day, every day, I would just hammer, hammer the fact that he doesn't have the mental acuity to be president. And also yeah, it, it, it couldn't hurt to actually come out and uh, offer him a challenge like that too. Just be right. Like, inevitably Donald Trump's going to be like, Joe Biden is sleepy and old. I'm the greatest, most fit person ever. And Joe Biden should just be like, all right, uh, like I challenge you to like a, you know, let's run 1K. Let's go. Let's fucking, let's have it. Let's take a, a competitive IQ test. Let's try to, let's play chess together. You know, like I'll, I'll just challenge you to anything. Oh yeah. Like I, I, if Trump even agrees to debates against Biden, which I don't know that he would, if I was Joe Biden, I'd be like, look, Trump, you claim to be the world's greatest golfer. Let's do 18 holes tomorrow with no golf carts. We both just have to walk the course, 18 holes. You'll probably beat me in the actual golf because I'm just kind of a hobbyist, whereas you're addicted to it. But let's just let the American people see who looks better after 18 holes. Let's just do that. Let's hit the links, buddy. You love golf, don't you? And Trump would probably, like, pass out halfway through that. Hey, he would just never accept. He'd be like, maybe Joe, he's trying to convince me to play golf. It's just like, yeah, dude, that's exactly what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> he framed it as some sort of like trick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to our final question, which is always, what are you guys looking forward to? Ooh, what am I looking forward to? Uh, now that I'm back from vacation uh, and like we're getting into the slow season, vis a vis, which I believe how that is pronounced, uh, the no longer having to deal with a gauntlet of holidays. I think it's time to get back into some tabletop role playing. 
with my friends. So I'm excited to be doing that. I will be DMing a session of some nonsense on Sunday uh, for the first time in like three months because we always have to do like the fucking winter madness uh, moratorium on, on games that happen <laughs> as, as everybody's schedule turns to shit. So yeah, I'm excited to get back into some TTRPG action. That's that sounds good. Haley, what are you looking forward to besides the, the cold embrace of death? I don't know, just life. I'm looking forward to this year and positive things. And um, I don't want to be too specific, um, but I'm I'm just looking forward to the year, you know? <laughs> looking forward to the year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am looking forward to these final three football games that we got. We got the two games this week and then two long, two long weeks until the Super Bowl and then just crippling sadness for like seven months because the NFL is the shortest season of all the major sports ball events. But uh, it will be fun um, rooting for the Detroit Lions because Lord knows their fan base has suffered in perpetuity for forever because their team has never been any good. And now they are merely two games away from winning the Super Bowl, which I don't think they will, but if they did, that'd be great. So good on them. Beyond that, I'm just looking forward to the fact that uh, winter has been really mild here in Massachusetts. And if we can just get through February without it being murderously cold, it'll just be like a huge win. It'll just be like, literally, we had fall, then we had colder fall, and then we had spring. So that'd just be that'd just be deluxe. So uh, good on you, climate change and global warming for making winter not as unbearable as it usually is. Like this week, we hit the fifties a few times in January, which is absolutely nuts. So yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, some people cold. say we're destroying the earth, but for those of us in certain regions of the world, we are merely modifying the earth to better suit our uh, desires for climbs. You know, we're terraforming it. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so fuck Venice. They can be underwater if we don't have to deal with snow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Too fair to me. I don't live in Venice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. All right. So on that note, it's time for us to uh, paddle our little gondola out of Hellworld for the week. What a segue. Uh, thank you so much for listening and enjoying the show. Uh, if you would like to support the show even harder, but for free, you can go ahead and give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you have money and you want to give it to us, Lord knows we will take it. You can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics to hand in your donation. Anyone who donates $5 or more per month to the cause gets access to our slate of bonus material, including uh, various series uh, from the crew past and present. Uh, probably about 60 at least hours worth at this point. I don't know. It's been a while since I checked, but the last time I made a note of it, it was 40 plus hours, and that was a while ago. So there's a bunch of shit on there. If you can't get enough of us, $5 a month or more at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Thank you so much to all of our beautiful babies who are already in the crib. If you have money and you want to do some good with it and not donate it to three dicks talking about shit on the internet, we totally understand. There's a lot of good you could do with that money, but we suggest donating it to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thank you as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the original version of the song that Mike Ray's accidentally remixed into the version of the song you heard at the top of the show. Thank you to our buddy Frosty, who can be found on Blue Sky at FrostyVO for uh, all of our bumps and the voice of Q when we need it, which is almost never these days. Suck, shucky darn, but still, Frosty's always good for a voiceover when we are in need of one. You can find the show on X at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. 
Uh, you can find myself on Blue Sky uh, talking shit about Blue Sky at Mysterious L. And Haley is on various social media platforms under Arizona Right Watch, aka AZRW. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in the Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined by our expert in all things Arizona crazy Haley, who I just mentioned is also known as Arizona Right Watch. And of course, our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. That's going to be it for us for the week. Good speed, Patriots. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.